Hey there, happy Monday. Uh, welcome to Trace's show. Thank you for listening today. Um, it's November 12th, 2018. Uh, today we're going to talk about the voter fraud or the suspicions going on down in South Florida, Broward, Palm Beach counties. <coughs> um, we'll talk about Tucker Carlson as well. Uh, some more stuff going on there. I read a, an article this weekend uh, where his daughter had an encounter with... Uh, with a hater of Tucker Carlson, so we're talking about that. Um, and then I'd like to get into a, a little um, constitutionalist talk. So uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, let's get started. So happy Veterans Day. Um, thank you to everybody who served. Uh, I know my dad, my grandfather, <laughs> grandfathers on each side had served. Uh, my younger brother had served not very long, but he served. So thank you to, uh, to everybody, uh, who's listening, who served as well. Uh, thank you for your sacrifice and, uh, thank you for thinking of the country before yourself. All right. So, uh, I wanted to get started today on, um, the meddling. I, what I think is going on down in Broward County, especially in Broward County, Palm Beach County as well. Uh, you know, it's funny, um, When we talk about being transparent, when it comes when it comes to the time to be transparent, uh, it seems like we want to be shut out the door for some reason. Because in Palm Beach County, the supervisor of elections kicked out the news media and uh, threatened to call the police on them and have them arrested if they didn't leave uh, the ballot counting area. So, I thought the whole goal of the election and uh, voting and all of that was supposed to be a transparent process process in which they've got no problem reporting how many ballots they have left to count, how many ballots may or may not have come in yet, this or that and we've seen this problem um, very evident in these two counties in Florida and like I was talking about last week it's really funny how you know, uh, all these other counties, especially Miami-Dade, because they have, what, 700,000, 800, about 800,000 uh, voters, votes cast that they were able to abide by Florida law and get those votes ca- uh, cast in on time, and their numbers uh, all pulled in. So, uh, for Brenda Stimes to make the, exam- uh, make the excuse, rather, that she cannot get her votes in or her tallies in uh, to the state because she has a very large number of votes to count uh, is just bullcrap. I mean, uh, we all know it. Uh, anybody with a common sense could figure that out, and in Palm Beach as well. So what it comes down to, okay, so they don't want to be transparent, so what are they doing? Well, Matt Gates, a congressman, uh, was actually taking video of looked like two moving vans that had been rented, and he was trying to figure out what was in those vans. And there's video of it online. You can go check it out. Uh, I'm sure it's circulating around Twitter and Facebook somewhere. Uh, where these it look it looked as if uh, these ballot workers were transporting ballots via private vehicle. Uh, why are they doing that? Um, and they would not tell Matt Gates uh, what was going into the trucks, where the trucks were going, or who the supervisor of these ballot workers were, who, if they were ballot workers. You know, uh, who were they? So it's just really funny how that how that thing kind of works. So uh, you can see kind of the unraveling here 
of the grand scheme of things. And in the grand scheme of things, uh, we kind of see the true colors of really the Democratic Party. Um, you know, uh, in fact, in um, court proceedings uh, this past weekend where the lawyers representing Nelson and Gillum, uh, where the judge uh, had talked about counting ballots cast by non-citizens, uh, there, I, I believe the judge had talked about uh, you know, not counting it. And both attorneys for Democrat Gillum and Democrat Bill Nelson objected. So it, it's really not every vote. It, it's not every legal vote counts. It's really every vote counts. Citizen, not a citizen, legal, legal resident. That's crazy. So it, it really doesn't matter them. They, they don't care to follow the law. You know, it doesn't matter how many illegal votes or dead votes were cast. As long as they win the election, it's fine. You know, I'd rather lose an election in all honesty. This may sound crazy, but... Well, it's really... It's called integrity. It's having integrity. Doing the right thing. I'd rather lose an election than win an election illegally than receiving illegal votes and votes of non-citizens. People who are not even supposed to vote in the first place. And that's why I think voter ID is very important. That's why that is something we should have. So they could scan your ID and you can vote one time. You can't just jump from precinct to precinct and say, look, I haven't voted yet. I need to vote. And I think that a lot of that happened. I'm sure in states where they don't require voter ID, I'm sure a heck of a lot of that happened. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. You know? Uh, and, and it just goes to show that the Democrats have no level of integrity whatsoever. I mean, it showed in the 2016 election, too, with the fake dossier and all that. You know, and, and the... Uh, Trump-Russia collusion that everybody was trying to prove. So, well, there's nothing there, obviously, too. I mean, it seems as if the Mueller investigation is coming to a close anyway. So, I mean, we'll see if that even comes to a rest because every time it seems like it's going to wrap up, they find something new that they want to go after. And really, the investigation has kind of turned into more of a who didn't pay their taxes type of investigation kind of has nothing to do with the Russian probe really you know so you know I think voter ID is very important I think every state should pass that law that you should provide an photo identification in order to vote so they can scan it and it's in the system that you have voted you have cast your vote so you know I think I think a lot of states are probably Allowing, not really allowing, but they're getting away with. Well, they're getting away with allowing people to vote maybe twice, three times. I mean, uh, I don't know how they're going to keep track of that. They probably put their name in the system, but people change their names. If they don't have to provide a photo photo ID, they can give you a fraudulent name. I mean, it's that easy. Dead person's name. So. Rick Scott called for an investigation in, into the ballot counting down south and they rejected an investigation because there's no video or there's no proof to hold up the allegation that there's fraudulent voting or ballot counting going on down there, which is crazy. 
I mean, it's completely evident. How did counties up in the panhandle get all of their voting ballots counted and in? That survived a Category 4 hurricane and had to overcome a lot of damage and things like that. How were they able to get everything done with all the obstacles they had to go through? That's a good question. And Brenda Snice, like I was talking about last week, has been in trouble what? A couple of times? Yeah. A couple of times. 2016, destroying ballots. Thousands of them. So how she retains her place in office, I don't know. So I do think there needs to be an investigation done. I mean, heck, as we saw at Kavanaugh, accusing someone should be enough to put them on trial and on blast. Why Why? Why aren't vocal allegations enough to get this voter fraud invest, investigated? Why not? They can run around accusing Kavanaugh of being a rapist. Can I go around accusing them of voter fraud and it be investigated? Why not? Can't have a double standard. It's crazy. So I wanted to move on to the next thing. I read an article this week and it was pretty sad. Um, I guess Tucker Carlson was dining in a restaurant in D.C. there uh, with his children. I'm not sure how old they are. I know they're in their teens. A couple of them. I think he's got four. But his daughter had been walking out of the bathroom and a man had stopped her and said, Are you with Tucker Carlson? She pointed and said, Yeah, that's my dad. He said, so you're Tucker's whore, huh? You little C-U-N-T. Boy, that would flame me up. I don't know how he could keep to himself. So I guess Carlson's son went over and threw some red wine on the guy. Asked if he was the one that harassed his sister. And I saw that Tucker Carlson just said, took everything in him not to go and slug that guy across the mouth. Conservatism and traditionalism is under attack, guys. The way that's always worked is under attack. For the last 250 years, the way we've gone about running our nation is now under attack. People don't care. People are are scared to wear their MAGA hats and fear that they might find some repercussions. You see it all the time on videos and social media. People getting harassed. Their hats taken off their heads. Pushed. Beaten up. It's sad. You can't even go around wearing free speech anymore. You can't even support Donald Trump without getting scrutinized. That's ridiculous. I mean, if you look what he's done, he's done great things for this country. And people still don't want to acknowledge it. They're just stubborn or stupid. That's all it is. Just plain stupid. And they're so heavily influenced by the media and the Democrats that they don't care whether it's whether he's doing a great job or not. They just want power. And that's bad. Like Lindsey Graham said, I, I hope they never get power. Me neither. That would be detrimental. Imagine if they would have won back the Senate. My God. 
they probably would have impeached Trump on nothing. They probably would have found things that didn't exist to impeach him on. Who knows? We're still waiting on the final final ballot counts for certain Senate races, so I don't think the Republicans picked up as many seats as they thought, but, you know, a couple is better than nothing, you know? I'm hoping Rick Scott keeps his majority and wins the, wins, wins the election and this recount. That'd be great. Keep Florida red. I know DeSantis is probably going to keep governor. I mean, I don't think there's any way Andrew Gillum can overcome a 36,000 vote deficit and a recount. Even uh, uh, the attorney for Nelson, Elias, said that Bill Nelson probably cannot overcome the 12,000 voter deficit between he and Rick Scott, which I hope is the case. Uh, so uh, the the early the early in the provisional ballot counting or the absentee ballot counting uh, that they've come up with today, they reported that uh, it's pretty much darn near the same as it was on election night and the day after. So I don't really see much changing unless Broward goes and finds another 50,000 votes, which is hopefully highly unlikely. I don't know. I guess we'll see. So yeah, it, it's just evident that conservatism is under attack no matter what no matter how good we're doing and it's crazy because I was reading an article today where it gave out stats to what Democrats think about Republicans I think it was like 66% of Democrats thought Republicans were either racist misogynist or homophobic and I always stress this to people. They talk about homo- being homophobic. You know what a phobia is? It's being scared of something. I don't really think anybody's scared of a bunch of gay people or trans people or whatever. Nobody's scared at all. I don't know why they don't come up with another word because nobody's afraid of gays or trans or whatever. Nobody gives a damn. So when they call it, when they say I'm homophobic, no, I, I'm not scared of gays. It's not something I necessarily report or agree with, but I'm not going to bother you about it. You go about living your life, and I'll go about living mine, as long as you don't try to press your sexual orientation on me. I don't have to accept you. That's my choice. I'm not going to modify basic biology to succumb to your feelings, transsexual people. I don't care. You know, I've reached a point where I've just had enough. Since high school, I've been pretty actively involved in reading articles and kind of getting more informed about politics. Because I had a a class in high school. It's called Contemporary World. And a guy who looked exactly like Dr. Phil taught the class. And... uh, when students were asked in the class during the 2012 election why they would vote for Obama, they really couldn't give you any details or any information about his policies that would benefit them or anybody else. They just said they liked his policies. That just goes to show you how uninformed and ignorant people are. Well, he's the coolest guy. He's charismatic, so I'll go vote for him. What sense does that make? That's That's crazy. Oh, because he's cool. He and Joe Biden are good buddies. They look they look like they're good leaders. They're doing a good job. I think I should vote for him again. 
a lot of people deviated from voting for Obama again in 2012 because just because the Affordable Health Care Act put these people's lives in ruins. Keep your doctor, blah, blah, blah. Which is a bunch of bullcrap. They didn't get to keep their doctor. Their premiums skyrocketed. Many of the policies didn't cover their pre-existing conditions like they said they would. People were fed up. Especially 2016. People wanted reformation. So this kind of leads me into the next little segment here. The Constitution. I, I started to read a book about the Constitution. And I've got a copy of the Constitution little booklet that I keep with me. Just for reference purposes. And what I find is, I'm learning in high school and all that. The textbooks, I remember them saying certain things that I don't agree with now. The Constitution was written to be literal. So that when people read it, they could easily understand what it meant. And its intent. And then follow the Constitution easily. And be able to legislate according to what the Constitution literally tells you to do. So I hate when people blow it out of context. Oh, well, it implies this. It implies that. And most of the time, those implications that you put forth are more based on your subjective views than anything else. And opinions, rather. So in the Second Amendment, when it says that the people have the right to bear arms, it literally means people have the right to have guns. Now, I'm not talking about nuclear weapons and mass destruction. That's a different story. But people do have the right to bear what Democrats would call assault weapons. I mean, anything. It's like I keep telling everybody. Anything's an assault weapon if I use it as a weapon. I can use a gas pump as a weapon. I could swing it and knock somebody's head off. That would be considered an assault weapon. Well, military-grade weapons are very dangerous. Well, we saw it fail. In Cal- we saw the gun laws in California fail. They got the strictest gun laws in the country and guys still walked in with an illegally purchased extended magazine and a handgun and killed 11 people, including an officer, which makes it 12, and then himself. So when these idiots try to put forth, well, these military-grade weapons are are, are weapons of mass destruction that are killing people. No, this guy walked in there with a handgun and did that. Killed as many people as some of the other shootings we've been hearing about the past few years. So it just goes to show you, it really isn't a gun problem. It's really a cultural problem. But back to the Constitution. I keep telling people, and people keep, I don't know. People keep trying to to, trying to uh, read the Constitution and then in, interpret it. And then give their own subjective views and opinions on how this or that should work. No, it wasn't written for that. It was written basically for you idiots to interpret it literally and say, oh, this is this is what it means. Like it tells you what it means right there. You don't have to go any further than that. I mean, maybe you have to explain it a little bit to dumb people. I guess that don't understand it as fully as somebody else, but literally it's right there. It's so literal, it's ridiculous. That's why they made it that way. So it's simple. Easy for you to read. And I don't think people understand that. I think it's like some, you know, religious people in, in the Bible. They pick and choose what they want to follow and they follow it. 
which doesn't make them completely whole. It doesn't fulfill them spiritually. That's what that's what uh, Democrats and politicians, left-leaning people especially, do with the Constitution. They pick and choose what they want to follow, and they disregard everything else, which is not what our forefathers intended. The Constitution literally limits and empowers the government with certain things. And it outlines these certain things literally and easily for these people to understand. But they don't. They don't care. I've heard many leftists talk about disregarding certain amendments in the Constitution and maybe disregarding Constitution as a whole because uh, they're talking about it's too old of a document. It doesn't fulfill the needs of our modern history, our modern day uh, uh, United States. Okay. It wasn't meant to change. It was, it was, it was meant to stand the test of time, not change with the times. It was meant to stabilize the country for hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of years to come. It wasn't meant to change all the time. Now, obviously, of course, with two-thirds of approval from the states, they can add amendments that maybe guarantee or provide rights that may, may not have been provided before, which may be an issue now and wasn't back then. Okay. That makes some sense, but still. The Constitution was written to withstand the test of time, not change with the times. And people need to understand that. And the ramifications that come with trying to change the Constitution. I don't even want to know what will happen. I really don't even want to know what happened if socialism is implementing the United States. There will be no United States. Capitalism will be gone. Everybody, everything will be obsolete. Jobs will be obsolete. Life will be obsolete in general. So our democracy is 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 definitely. Well, it's not. It's a constitutional republic. Our constitutional republic is under attack. And we got to do something about it. So I'd like. What I'd like you to do is maybe take a look at the constitution. And read it. See if it's literal to you. See if it's easily understandable to you. Because I really think it is for me. So I hate when people always try to change things. Oh, well, it implicates this or it implicates that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Its intent was meant to be literal and easy. Easily agreeable for everybody. And that's what it was at the Constitutional Convention as well. Everybody understands it well. Everybody gets it well. No problem. But for some reason, the so-called leaders of our country still don't even really get it. It's like I said, because they don't care. They want power and nothing else. And if that means defying the laws and rights of our Constitution, they're willing to do it to get what they want. So keep your eye out. Because it's getting scary. Times are scary. You older people are lucky. Because there will come a point when you won't have to deal with it anymore. But me and my generation, we're still young. And who knows what's going to happen with people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in Congress. 
who talk about wanting to do this or that with the budget but can't even afford an apartment in D.C. to go work in Congress. I mean, a financially responsible person would probably plan ahead to go on the campaign trail. So, it's crazy. So go take a look at the Constitution, if you will. Read it over. Just read over the amendments. And tell me those are not literal. Because they are. And they're easy to understand. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to interpret that free speech means free speech. People want to talk about hate speech. Oh, hate speech. There's no such thing. Now, if you call death to America, that's a little different. That's that's kind of treasonous. But I think Stephen Crowder outlined it, outlines it greatly. Go watch one of his Change My Mind segments. He just put one out that has to do with that. It has to do with hate speech. Um, I'm going to take a look at it, at it tonight, actually. So. All right, that's all we have time for, guys. I appreciate you listening. You guys have a great rest of your Monday. And hopefully I'll be back tomorrow to talk about more political issues, current events, other things that may be on your mind. Thank you for listening tonight, guys. I really appreciate it. Again, happy late Veterans Day, and thank you to all who served. We'll see you back tomorrow.